In politics, everything means something to something else, and delving into those sometimes takes a lot of time, it's very boring, it is somewhat ethereal. We talk about the double election quite a bit here on Tokyo on Fire. I'd like to explore that a little bit more. A double election is when the upper house goes through its regularly scheduled election, and the prime minister, either through his own power or maybe through a vote of no confidence, the members of the lower house also have to stand for election. It's only happened twice in post-war history. It is a very big deal. Each time it has happened, the LDP has won by a landslide, and it seems to me that this is a great option for the prime minister. What do you think about this, Michael? This is a huge deal, and it takes a lot of moving parts to kind of get to where they want to go. But when the announcement was made this week on the new deal involving the separate rates for food in the new consumption tax rise, everybody then immediately flipped over and started talking about the possibility of a double election. Mm -hmm. Because the last time the consumption tax rise came up for some kind of political question, where Mr. Abe delayed the, ra the raising of the, the consumption tax, he immediately called a House of Representative election as a referendum on this decision. Right. Now that they've made another adjustment to the consumption tax, the concept is that he's going to have another one of these referenda. Now, that's what everybody's talking about this week. What's, what happens next week, who knows, and, and in the new year, when there'll be new issues. However, you have to say for Mr. Abe, even though we've just had an election in 2014, he, the, the cycle's supposed to be four years. Right. Why is he rushing to it? You would see that even though it's only going to be 18 months, that the temptation must be tremendous. Mm -hmm. There is an opportunity to force the opposition to fight two elections simultaneously and absolutely mm. bankrupt themselves, oh. trying to defend their seats in the House of Councilors and at the same time trying to stay alive in the House of Representatives. And this goes including the biggest opposition party, the DPJ, which is in a terribly precarious position in the House of Councilors to force them to try to save themselves in the House of Counselors and try to make some inroads in the House of Representatives, mm -hmm. it's got to be tempting in terms of simply overwhelming. As you have said, it's been landslides both times it's been tried before. Let's completely wipe them out. Well, the LDP is on a bit of a roll, and you've got to imagine that they have a little bit more of a war chest than the opposition parties do for uh, uh, an election. Plus, the advantage of calling that election is it, it gives you a tremendous um, strategic power because your your opposition never knows one way or the next. Yeah, this is going, it's it, the uh, they'd like to prepare. But you'd have to find candidates. Mm -hmm. now, they're already struggling to find candidates to deal with the 200, well, the 121 seats that are up, coming up in the House of Counselors. To think that they then have to add to those 121 a further 495 or 400 or so extra candidates for the House of Representatives, mm -hmm. you know that would just simply blow them out. And in the Conte, they're talking about that. Doesn't the LDP already have enormous power? Back to your point earlier about the Machiavellian right. aspect of Abe, that's, it seems like it, it's just not enough. So do you want just one party in both houses and then have your prime minister the same party? So it's, it just goes against the grain of what I'm used to with the checks and balances approach 
to managing public affairs. No, I think that's exactly uh, the, the drive of the prime minister and the LDP. We are in a coalition government right now, and it's uncomfortable. We really don't like it. Is there anything we can do so that we don't have to share that power? And I think that that point comes with the double election. If How they does could, that improve the economy? How does that help gender relations? That's a, that's a great point because the, con the, the controversy that's going on inside the Conte right now is this is a political decision. It should be an economic decision. And the prime minister went with the political decision, which was the reduced tax rate for foodstuffs will remain at 8%. Even though you, the finance minister, wants it to go up to 10, I'm going to keep it down to 8, and I'm going to get a lot of goodwill from that. But the better good, part- Well, the goodwill he's going to get is from the Cometo, and it's very, very solid block of voters who will become, who is just to reinforce right. their loyalty, which they've- it's never really been in question, but they're going to get a, a really nice, the leaders of the Comito, a nice, sweet little yes. present for Christmas. And that's what that, that, that's, it, that's about. Whatever. Right. So, and it's sugar-free. It's, yes. It, it <laughs> is politics. It definitely is politics. It's mm. not the It's economy. not, and it's not economics. It's not fiscal balance. It's throwing fiscal balance right out the window. But that's politics. <laughs> and, and the consumption rate, though, eventually will go up to 10%. So right. the, the Christmas cake was No, no, no. Delaying that's that's the thing. Oh. This is, they're going to say that for foodstuffs... Uh, it will never go up? It will, go it will to stay. Go, stay at 8%. Okay. It will stay at 8 and, but, and they're now fiddling with... We were discussing here about whether they should have the newspapers at mm. the special rate. They're fiddling with that. Mm -hmm. They're putting that in so that the newspaper. And it's exactly the way we said, so that the newspapers get confused about the, the talking about whether it's fiscal balance versus politics. Right. That this, well, it, it, this is good for us. So, well, how should watch we, what you say? How, how should how should we play this? Yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's it's sure. it's sure. It's it's like I I said earlier. Everything relates to everything else. And we were talking earlier about the press clubs and press freedom and self censorship. And if newspapers are in, there is a good argument that a a a, a healthy democracy requires freedom of information. They require newspapers. It's not just water and fresh vegetables. They also need access to good information. And so you, you kind of buy off the, the publishers with that kind of a, a tax break. And I think that's a clever idea. But once again, this idea that it's not the economy, it's politics, is that once we come up to this election, and you mark my words, once we come up to the election, the prime minister decides, you know that 8% that I was talking about, that we're going to go up to 10%, let's just chill for a while and have the election first. You've, I mean, the, the, the combination is there for everybody just to fall in love with this new prime minister. That's not going to help the economy, but that sure is going to solidify. Well, it's going to the help LDP. the economy. It's not going to help the fiscal balance. And, and, oh, right. and, and eventually that, that bill will come due, mm -hmm. though in, in the current environment globally, with such a low interest rates, the, F, the Federal Reserve has finally decided to go up from yes. zero base. But otherwise, global interest rates are really low. There's plenty of money available. Right. So, well, the stock market reflected that. And here's the key, though. What this country needs, what this economy needs, is a boost and, and a vision and, and, and hope. And, I mean, they have been in the doldrums for so long. And I think, I don't know, I... I I would not put it past this prime minister. You're to pull bullish off on like this. That. I'm very <laughs> bullish on it. Yes. And the, it's, the, the, the problem for me with okay. the double election and all of that is that the Abe administration, even without all of these sweeteners, is very close to be 
to get to that position you were describing, where they would have the power. They would have not just two thirds in the lower house, but two thirds in the upper house, which opens the door for constitutional revision. Now, I'm 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 for revising mm. the constitution. There are some ding, things ding, in it, ding. but but let let me hear me out on this. That actually is Abe's worst nightmare, oh. and here's why. Up until now, Abe and his fellow conservatives have always lived off resentment. They they mm-hmm. live off of we need to change this country, but but it's the Asahi Shinbun has mm-hmm. has made Japanese less proud about being Japanese, mm-hmm. or the Komeito. It's too it's pacifist, so we can't do the security that, yeah. issues that we need to do. If they get their two thirds majorities, they'll be on the spot. Mm-hmm. There'll be no more excuses. Mm-hmm. So. It's like in Saint Augustine in the Confessions, "God make me chaste, but not yet." <laughs> if they do the double election, though, they'll be on all them. eyes on them. All eyes on all them. All eyes on mm-hmm. them. But I, I mean, I think this appeals to the prime minister's drive to create history. I mean, he's he's been compelled sure. since he was a little boy. You know, his granddaddy and his his father, and you know, probably his son too. I want to be. I want to make history. If, if Abe had a son. Or a child of any sort at that point. <laughs> but he had a lot to at make least, up. At least that we know of. You know, his first term was really forgettable. I never hear any reference <clears throat> to it. He right. was in office less than a year. No, he exactly a, a year. Exactly, 366 days. Okay. He was in office one year, but he was also quite ill. So right. when he stepped down, it was really due to his health, right? Mm-hmm. So this Abe 2.0, or now 2.2, with maybe the double elections, it really is giving him a sense of legacy and drive and going down as a great statesman for Japan and international statesman for the world. But he doesn't have to. The the criteria for greatness in Japanese prime ministerships is not achievements. The Mm -hmm. standard criteria... Longevity? It's longevity. (laughs) He's now already the fifth... In post-war history, he's fifth on the list in terms of the That's number of days. That's not good enough for him, though. Maybe oh, not. By the end, of, by June, by the end of this regular diet session, he'll pass mm. Hayato Ikeda, and then he's got the super greats are the only persons ahead of him. Mm. Koizumi's ahead of him still, but not by, by much. And then Sato and Yoshida Shigeru. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had all he has to do is sit tight. <laughs> he doesn't have to go for the big win, and. But that, that, that's what the double election would be. So there's really win. kind of a sports analogy here. It reminds me of the guys with the highest number of points or Kobe, as he, mm-hmm. you know, or Kobe Bryant. I said Kobe. <laughs> 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 Kobe Bryant for the L.A. Lakers. This is right. his last year. So there's all talk about, you know, is he one of the greatest and where does he rank on this list? So, yeah, longevity used to be the, the golden yeah. prize in Japan. And it still and now, is. <laughs> and I guess it still is. But we know through his relationship with Kishi, as he started out in his speech before Congress right. in April, that it's so much more than just the, the longevity. It's really about uh, reshaping Japan's image. And if you're going to bring in just Japanese-speaking ambassadors mm-hmm. to remind them that we want to show just the shiny version of Japan, then then so be it. But uh, I hope that the interest in Japan continues, but that there is interest that includes dialogue and dissent and disagreement. 
Right. Well, I think one of the reasons why we initially launched Tokyo on Fire in the first place was specifically because of this prime minister. He's really turned the tables and the entire way that we look at Japanese politics. And for us, this is intensely interesting. We'd like to delve into it. We'd like to examine it. We'd like to analyze it and make it more interesting for you as well. Please provide your comments to us. We love what we're doing. We love hearing from you. Please hit subscribe on your YouTube channel and tell your friends about Tokyo on Fire.